Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes speed bumps and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market with our host, Chris Beal from Connect and Sell and Corey Frank from Branch 49. Getting fired from a sales job is never a surprise. If you're not producing, you already know it. Brad Ferguson, managing member of Scottsdale Sales Training, has been with Sandler Training for more than 27 years. And today he shares his sales hiring, onboarding, training, and coaching expertise with our podcast host, Corey Frank. Brad believes that before you let someone go from a sales job, you need to determine whether this person can sell. And you need to consider your company's financial investment in that individual. This includes training, coaching, and certifying, as well as their salary and benefits. Brad cautions our listeners, don't let the good people you have go. Spend the time getting them up to a higher level. If they're worth keeping, make the effort to diagnose their problems and then provide the needed training. Because as the title of this Market Dominance Guys episode reminds us, a good salesperson is hard to replace. That's great stuff. Certainly what we saw at Stormwind and even at Branch 49, we set up shop here right now, right? It is no comparison before foundations and after foundations. And it's not called President's Club anymore, right? The post foundations. What's the Sandler world? What do they what do they talk? Universally, we said this has got to be sales mastery. And if there's sales mastery, there should be different levels. And there should be global certification levels. So there's a bronze sales mastery, a silver sales mastery, and a gold. Bronze sales mastery, you understand the concepts. Silver sales mastery, you understand how to deliver and implement. Gold sales mastery, you can deliver it to others. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have a system, if I'm a sales manager and I have really good producing reps, I mean, they're... President's Club every year, they're doing well, but I don't necessarily want my new people sitting with that top rep because I don't want them selling that way because it's not duplicatable. That seems to be a common issue with a lot of sales leaders, wouldn't you say? When I was in my earlier career before Sandler, Jerry Underwood was the guy, the leader. He was magic, top salesperson. Undy, can I ride with you? I think I begged Undy for three years to ride with him. Finally, he says, you can ride with me and come with me under one condition. You open your mouth, I'll break both your legs. You sit there and you shut up. (laughs) So we go to this place up in Chicago. I think it's called Pepper's. And it's the furniture store. And I'm sitting back watching Jerry. And he says, and she says, and I'm like, well, this is over. And Underwood turned that around and he said the neatest comeback. And she says, fine, let's do it. Two truckloads. We get out to the car and I said, Jerry, right here, I wrote this down. What tape did you listen to? What cassette did you listen to? What book did you read to have a comeback like that? And Underwood said, I would never say that to a woman. Jerry, I was there. You said it. Non-transferable skills. Those strong people. They don't even know that they said that themselves. So how am I going to identify it and share it with somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The unconscious competence, right? I, I think I have a system, but it's germane just to me. That's certainly a challenge for a lot of businesses today is 
those non-replicable skills, particularly because I want to scale. But now we have a lot of organizations, as we let off this chat, that are laying off a lot of folks, right? They're going into prevent defense mode. And for whatever reason, they and their investors think that's right. I think you and I and our friend Warren Claff and certainly Chris Beale, we have a different philosophy. But what do you say to the folks that are laying folks off that a possible ways to still to generate some revenue? One thing we know for a fact, just from being in this career, getting fired from a sales job is never a surprise. You know that you're not working up to the acceptable level and it's just sometime and I hope it's not, and they're dependent on, they're not generating enough revenue, but somebody is holding their income at a good enough place that they can get by. They're not producing. And this is where salary and base comes into play. Somebody else took the risk to hold you for a while while you learn it. And they believe more in the salesperson than the salesperson does. Mm -hmm. Problem with today's economy is we know there are two positions available for every single salesperson that's out there in this career. Wow. And those successful ones are looking, some are unemployed and still looking. So we insist that our clients evaluate the talent coming in the door to prove that they'll succeed before they hire them. How do you evaluate the the talent? The good people you have on board, don't let them go. They will be very difficult Mm -hmm. to duplicate and bring back because the hiring ratios now are when we do evaluate talent before we make an offer, 65% of the applicants aren't even worthy of consideration, let alone will they be strong. So if you've got somebody performing at an acceptable level, Mm -hmm. spend the time to get them up a little stronger. Don't let them go and risk bringing in a dud. Mm -hmm. That's really going to impact the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a system that you've used that you've recommended that changed the way that we at Stormwind, which was a top employer for Glassdoor for many years, certainly the way that we bring in folks at Branch 49, that also came through a lot of your contacts and a lot of your expertise over the years. Would you mind talking about that? We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Connect and sell. Welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Connect and Sell's patented technology loads your best sales folks up with eight to ten times more live qualified conversations every day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing what kind of cheese they like on their impossible whopper kind of qualified. Learn more at connectandsell.com. <laughs> And we're back. Yeah. My business is set up with two different aspects. The training and development, which is the treatment division. But prior to that, we need the diagnostics. Mm-hmm. X-rays before treatment. And I use a company out of Boston called Objective Management Group. Objective Management Group has already evaluated 2.2 million salespeople. It's the largest database on the planet for sales. It is also top sales world's gold medal standard for evaluating salespeople. And the tools used are not a personality test, not a behavioral styles test, not an aptitude test, not a personality test. It's can this candidate sell successfully after they're hired in our world to our customers over our sales cycle 
asking for our dollar amount at the level that we need to be speaking at and know that that person will succeed before you even make them an offer to the point of validation being at 95%, which for non-statistical people, 95% of the candidates that are recommended through this onboarding process succeed and are still employed a year later working at a satisfactory level. Now, there's another number that comes in too. Mm -hmm. 76% of the candidates that we say don't hire but get selected are gone in six months. No means no. But I hired them anyway because I like their personality, Brad. I love the school they went to. It's all, thank you, Brad, for your recommendation, but I'm going to go ahead and hire them anyway. And you said- But their brother was so successful, why wouldn't they be? It was a referral. I had no choice. It was a friend of a friend and I had to bring them on board. Uh Uh-huh. Is crazy. The cost of a a mishire in today's world is eight times annual salary. Because you're figuring in training, coaching, benefits, all the other people that touched that person that turned into nothing and lost revenue that that person we expected them to produce and they didn't. I have a client in an industry that requires certification and it takes about eight to 12 months to be certified. Yet these people are on board working in a selling environment, learning the trade, opportunities in front of them. They cannot sell yet because they're not certified and eight or nine months later, they turn out that they should never should have hired them. Four or five thousand dollars a month out the door just for that person's salary, gone. Doesn't count the training time, the investments of other people, the lost opportunities. Absolutely crazy. When we can predict ahead of time within five percent whether or not that salesperson is going to succeed before they hire them. Hmm. So as a sales leader, I can spend a lot of money on tools to make my folks email better. I can focus a lot on my data being cleaned. I can focus a lot on connect and sell as a sponsor of this podcast to dial faster, branch 49, to dial more. And it seems like from our just discussion, brief discussion today, sometimes some of the bigger numbers, the bigger rocks to address are in the sales process, and even prior to that, the hiring process. The rest are mere basis points, smaller numbers to achieve. But if I can hire the right folks and I can put them into a system that gets them to overcome their fear of being liked, the supplicative behavior, overcome that no, embrace that no, I'm probably going to weather this storm pretty well, sounds like. The talent is a big key. Sales ghosts, as we call them, I don't know the statistics for this. They got to be the top three expenses for a sales organization, bringing the wrong people on board and the money that's spent with them. Mm-hmm. And we expect them to come on and generate revenue. Mm-hmm. No, they cost us revenue versus bringing it in. That's a big expense. And startup companies who said, you know, it's time to take the owner away from doing all the work themselves and let's bring on some sales talent. They can bring on two or three people, all three fall in their face, not going to touch that again. And it actually prevented that company from ever growing because they invested in sales ghosts. It cost them too much money. They either go back to the single producer doing everything or they close because of what they invested in it. And now it's gone. 
Sales ghosts. I love that. That's a great term. Uh, lastly, Brad, before we started recording, you were giving me advice on my business, on Branch 49, some advice on what we should do when you look at our price book that was a little antithetical to what a lot of folks may think is something to do when business constricts a little bit. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. I hear people saying we're not as profitable as we would. We needed to adjust pricing for this market. The competitor offshoring, we've got internet competition. And I simply said, raise your prices. How could we do that? Number one, to get paid what you're worth. And number two, to make your company profitable. But we can't do that. We've heard feedback from our salespeople already that we're too high. No, your salespeople believe that you're too high. And the number one reason is they themselves don't know how to sell value, probably because they don't buy value. So let me pose a real quick scenario to you in Scottsdale, Arizona. Corey's going out for a job interview. Mm-hmm. And on the way over, oh, shoot, this shirt alone's not going to make it. I, I got to get a tie. You, you got to get a tie for this appointment. So you're going across Cactus and you get to Tatum and you got two choices. Go to the mall to Dillard's or southwest corner, or southeast corner. Let's hop into Walmart. Mm-hmm. Where are you buying that tie, Corey? Walmart or Dillard's? I think I'm going to go to Dillard's. Okay. What we just find out about Corey, a little bit of value, a little more higher end perception. I'll probably use this again. And it'll have some value to me long term. The Walmart guy says, well, I only need it for this one time. So let's get as cheap as I can and make it fast and in and out the door. The parking lot's 20 feet away from the front door versus walking through the mall. Got it. Got it. Raising the prices. Well, that's beautiful. Well, listen, Brad, you've been a wealth of information and certainly made me a lot of money over the years in all the businesses that you've lent a hand. You're a great sales mentor and a wealth of knowledge. How do people get a hold of a Sandler training expert or more importantly, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, I would like to be that focal point to disseminate any contacts. I've been in this network for 25 years. I know who does what. There's a lot of strong Sandler people out there. There's some that are just now coming on board. So I know who's stronger than who right now. Mm -hmm. I just as soon connect our contacts with those who are in capacity right now to help them. So email address is simple. Brad Ferguson, Brad at Sandler. I got in to get my email address before they made you add your last name. So that came kind of soon. Mm -hmm. And the local number is fairly easy. It's 480 Four eight one five thousand. Beautiful. And I know you're a big supporter of Chris Beal, who's also known for a long time, and the Connect and Sell dial yes, weapon. So uh, that's also yeah, to uh, know that we all keep it in the family here. So for Chris Beal, the Sage of Sales, the Prophet of Profit, who is still on the honeymoon. This is why this is the honeymoon edition of the Market Dominance, guys. Until next time, this is Corey Frank. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer, investor, or partner is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's time to really go big, you need to use an uncommon methodology to gain attention, frame your thoughts, and employ a successful sequencing that is fresh enough to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. From crafting just the right cold call screenplays to curating and mapping the ideal call list for your entire TAM, Branch 49's 
modern and innovative sales toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.